what marks the difference between our thoughts and our self? Why should we treat ourselves with the same love and respect that everyone else gets from us? And why is our ego one of the biggest impediments to constructing true knowledge and coming closer to our real self? Hello and welcome to Stoic Spirituality, a podcast where I dissect, look through, and analyze various thoughts, experiences, and books that I've had these past few years. My name is Juggin, and I'm a student of the human experience just trying to spread some knowledge out to the rest of the world. And so, the past few episodes, we talked a lot about your thoughts, presence of mind, and kind of getting a sense of routine. This episode is going to talk about the mind. And so, a really good analogy from Think Like a Monk is the charioter. So, the charioter kind of has a grip over horses, trying to lead them into battle or wherever he's trying to get to. With your mind, you cannot run a really tight, tight hold on your reins, nor can you let them go very loosely. You kind of have to get a general rhythm, sometimes tightening up, sometimes loosening up, but in general, having a decent set of grip on the reins with the ability to adapt and change as the environment around you changes, people around you change, and different things occur to you that are out of your control. And so the charioter is someone who has to be constantly aware of their grip, the horses, the person who's behind them, who they're driving, and the environment around them. And that characterizes our mind as well. And so two kind of differences in how we want to look at this. We have our thoughts and we have our self. So our thoughts, while they do characterize and illustrate a lot of our personality, one converse way of looking at them is like they're clouds passing by. A few episodes, we discussed about the idea of how our thoughts are as important, or more important rather, than our actions. And the reason why that's there is because they can eventually lead to actions. But our thoughts can also be characterized as clouds passing by. Clouds that come through to ourself and then walk by as well. Straight thoughts. Thoughts that are not the best, that are negative, that are based in ego, that are based in ill intent or based on misguided ideologies. However, the self, the core being of our ours, like the sun, is always there. And so... Making the difference between not being completely defined by our thoughts, but understanding their effect on your actions, and understanding that you have a self that lies behind all of these thoughts, allows you to understand that certain thoughts will not characterize how you are, but if you let them manifest and grow like a weed, they will take root in your overall mindset and have the ability to harm your before positive thinking. And a lot of what plants the seed and a lot of what waters the seed before it becomes a weed is your ego. And so if you kind of acknowledge certain thoughts, allow them to drift by and allow yourself to control them properly and be aware of the positive and negative ones, 
you kind of allow yourself to see the difference between your thoughts defining everything about you and your core self that lies behind them. So one way you can kind of work with these thoughts is similar to the way you can work with problems. So say you have a problem that is manifested by a thought, a problem or some issue that you rise into when you're thinking about maybe a situation, a problem, a person causing you strife, or whatever it may be. One way you can kind of conceptualize this and not allow this thought to take root and affect you negatively is by putting it on a scale of 1 to 10. 10 being the greatest possible problem and 1 being the least possible problem. And by putting it on a scale from 1 to 10, you allow yourself to gain perspective. See how much of this problem is actually going to affect you in a few years, months, days. And kind of wash away and focus on the more important issues or problems at hand. And see perspective. And when you kind of clear away this thing, when you clear away these external problems, you clear away this ego, not only do you gain self-respect for yourself, but you begin to see the view of the world in a much lighter fashion. And by seeing the world in a lighter fashion, you love and respect others, and you begin to love and respect yourself. Our society now nowadays has a self-esteem issue. A lot of us are so used to hiding whatever we're doing and seeing confidence as a manifestation of ego and narcissism as the same as confidence. However, due to the prevalence of Instagram reels, due to the prevalence of certain controversial figures that perpetuate these ideals, we all do not treat ourselves with the respect and love that we deserve for not only ourselves, but for others. And by kind of finding this mediating variable between ego and between lack of self-esteem, we find a good, happy medium for our mind, not gripped so tightly like the charioter's reins on the horse, but also not so slack that the horses will run away without any sort of control. And so the instrument of finding this balance, finding this difference between ego and lack of self-esteem is detachment. A lot of vestige of not only ego, but a lot of insecurities, because they're hand in hand, is our attachment to things, our attachment to people, our attachment to being defined by a certain way or, or a certain someone. And so when we detach and we allow ourselves to let go of whatever we feel that defines us, we can kind of fresh slate ourselves and gain control of our mind, starting with foundations we'd like to establish, but not being defined by anything. It's kind of like how you should work with people. Value their time, be happy for the time you spent, but do not become so attached that you cannot let them go. Because that turns into toxicity, and that turns into negative impacts, not only on yourself, but on the other people around you that you inevitably leak this toxicity into. And remember, more often than anything, the one thing that holds us back from true knowledge is our ego. Our ego steers our mind toward what feels good, towards impulsiveness, towards recklessness. It kind of denies the logos that stoicism talks a lot about. 
it kind of denies a more in-depth view or a more measured view of the world around us and instead asks us to rely on impressions, first thoughts, recklessness, and oh, this feels good more than actual logic-based, value-based, principle-based decisions. And our ego clouds us and makes us think we are superior to other people around us, holding us back from true knowledge. A quote I read from a book one time was that if you look at it closely enough, the entire beauty of the world can be glimpsed from a grain of sand. And if we allow our ego to stand in the way of our true knowledge, we will never be able to deduce any happiness, any levity, any joy, any knowledge, any peace from our environment around us. And for that, our mind needs to take control. Our mind needs to establish a clear base of logic, not taken by impression, not so tightly gripped that there's no room for slack or improvement, but not so loosely vested that you can lose control on a moment's whim. And that's the charioter's dilemma. The controlling of the mind, the allowance of the thoughts, the perspective of the problems, the love and respect we should give ourselves, and the detachment necessary to reach this in our own mind. And that is the power, strength, weakness, and necessity of the mind. Thank you so much for listening to this episode on the mind, which is a charioter's dilemma. If you'd like to hear more content, be free to drop me a follow at Stoic Spirituality on YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram. And feel free to follow the platform that you're listening to this podcast on if you like my content and would like to hear more. Thank you so much for listening and see you guys next time.